Hello and welcome back in to Dodging Through the Ravine. It is your host, Young Stud. Accompanied today and my co-host and Jacob. Jacob, the Los Angeles Dodgers have finished the home portion of the 2023 regular season. We are in the end of September and the season is, is pretty much gone. Um, the finish up the road trip with seven on the road or the finish up the season with seven on the road. Um, before we do get into that, though, how's it going? It's going good. Went to Not Scary Farm last night. Had a spook there. Had some fun with some friends. It was pretty nice. And I am getting my guard card, hopefully, pretty soon. So be doing that. Be getting the funds for some camera equipment, just some necessary items to further the podcast and, you know, just the whole self-content vibe yeah definitely going to be sprucing up the the content here uh both of us that is we both need uh mics and uh we do want to take this show on the screen we do want to kind of video cam our podcast yes probably on youtube so we're uh, going to be going on a live audience so uh you know bigger and better things in the future but uh kind of sort of going back to your little not scary farm thing as somebody who is not into horror, I don't do any horror movies or anything like that. I assume that you've also been to uh, Universal Horror Nights as well. I actually have not been to Horror Nights. That is really? something, yeah. If I'm not doing that this year, that's probably something I'm going to be doing next year as well. Okay. Well, I haven't been to Knott's Berry Farm and. A solid maybe seven, eight years, but I did go quite a bit. I did like the Excalibur. They got any new rides out there? I mean, since seven, eight years ago, yeah. <laughs> okay. They, uh, but not, nothing major though, right? Like they don't got no new roller coasters, do they? Like big uh, roller coasters? They did like repaint and remodel a roller coaster. And I'm just thinking, like, the last seven, eight years, they added a boardwalk. I don't know if you heard about that. No. Okay, so, like, yeah, they added they added a boardwalk, like, next to the uh, the bumper cars area, kind of. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then big rides? No, not really. They still got Ghost Rider, Silver Bullet. They don't really have any, like, big, bigger rides than those two. Yeah, I've never been on Ghost Rider. I don't know. I, I don't know if I was scared or the lines were too big or it was open when I went, but I never got a Ghost Rider. I did get on Silver Bullet. Did not enjoy that ride. I'll be honest. Did not enjoy Silver Bullet at all. Um, wow. I, I, I can't deal with that. Like, you're basically just hanging on and then you go upside down. I, I can't do that <laughs> stuff, you know? Not a roller coaster fan, are you? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I'm in between. I'm not sure if I'll go on again. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But like Six Flags, for example, I can't do Six Flags for sure. Those are way too big for me. Oh, um, man. I used to go to Six Flags like when I was 10, 11, 12, all the time. And I loved it. I love roller coasters. I love going upside down, flipping sideways. I love, you know, just just hanging there, letting the machine do its work. I love it. 
Yep, to each their own. It is not for me. Um, what is Definitely. for me are the Dodgers. Go ahead. I was just gonna say before we get to the pod, we definitely got to get you on Ghost Rider, though. I yeah, you stunned you stunned me when you said that. We we definitely got to get you on that. Yeah, Ghost Rider isn't too bad, right? It's pretty pretty no, normal. I, uh, yeah, it's a sit down coaster. You know, you you got someone right next to you. It's pretty fun. It's not scary at all. Yeah, I, I think I would enjoy a Ghost Rider. So. Um, Definitely should be able to do that one. But uh, the Dodgers would open the series, their last homestand, the last series at home against the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Thursday night, I went to that ball game Thursday night. It was my 10th game of the season. Um, so happy to you know complete 10 games on the big league season. The Dodgers would win 7-2, as I mentioned. And really, it was the Emmett Sheehan show. So Emmett Sheehan got the start. Um and he was really good. I mean, he was pretty good. He struck out 10 Giants um, in four and two-thirds innings. Like, he was really, really good that night. Uh, it kind of got away from him there in the fifth inning. He walked the bases loaded. He walked in a run with the bases loaded. So, four walks in one inning. That's not good. But I, I really do feel like the, the umpires were kind of kind of hoeing him there. Um, some really close calls that just weren't going his way. But... 10 case from Emmett Sheehan. I mean, the guy was just Dylan. Dylan, indeed. 10 strikeouts and not even five innings is is pretty spectacular. If that's what Emmett Sheehan is doing before the playoffs, then, you know, definitely get some more. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. Excuse me. I just had. Damn. Anyways, as I was saying, he's definitely ready for the postseason. 10 strikeouts versus the Giants. You know that they're pushing for a wild card spot. Spectacular performance. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just a little disclaimer, you are feeling a little bit sick, right? Yes, I, I do have a cough right now, and my allergies have been running. So please do excuse me for that. Yeah, chooping it out here. Um, But, uh, yeah, so let's just say that you're the manager here. You're Dave Roberts. What are you doing with Emmett Sheehan in October? What is his role going to be? I say you let him be a starter. That That's pretty bold. Really? I mean, like like a starter, like go deep in the games or an opener? No, an opener. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he could Same be an thing. opener. Same thing he did versus the Giants. Give us four and two third strong innings. I, you know, four walks in a row. I highly doubt he's going to do that again. You know, he definitely could, but I mean, I just, I doubt it. So, you know, let's say he gets out of that inning and he takes us into the fifth inning with one or two outs. I'll gladly take that in a postseason game. Give us a good strong five and two thirds, six innings. Yeah, Emmett Sheehan, uh, I, I did mention personally, I don't want him to be a starter. Uh, opener, maybe. Maybe an opener could work. I guess we'll see if they, you know, let him get another start here this this upcoming road trip. We'll see what he has. But um, I'm still with Emmett out of the bullpen, in my opinion, but an opener role is definitely in play. Um, Shop Miller, do you want to touch on Shop Miller a little bit? 
he's been really good. So he just came off the IL not too long ago. And, you know, even before we went on the IL, he was one of the higher leverage guys at the Dodgers. He's been really good. And the Dodgers signed this guy in the offseason that really nobody even cared about. And he's played a pivotal role on this team, and he's going to play a pivotal role uh, moving forward. Yeah, Shelby Miller, one of our underdog arms in the bullpen. He's definitely been one of the brighter ones in this like year's bullpen. High leverage situations, he does look comfortable in it, and he's, it was, he was exciting to watch. So definitely more trust to Shelby Miller, especially coming off the IL to a strong performance like that. That looks really good for October. Yep, most definitely. So uh, when Shelby Miller does enter the game in the postseason, I'm going to trust him. Like, like I'm not even going to have a, a second thought. Like, oh, man, Shelby Miller. Like, no, I'm going to trust Shelby Miller when he comes into the game. That's where I'm at with Shelby Miller. J.D. Martinez, speaking of trust, J.D. Martinez is earning my trust every single game that goes on here. I believe ever since he came off the IL, he's hitting like 460. So uh, J.D. Martinez has been killing the ball here. Meanwhile, Will Smith has not been killing the ball here. And again, we, talk, we talked about uh, you know, Will Smith having a little a broken rib issue. But again, again, we uh, – we need results, right? This is a results-based business, and um, we need results. And if Will Smith cannot get results in the three spot, the Dodgers seriously have to consider moving him down. Yeah, I would agree with that. Will Smith in the three spot this year has been very questionable more than has been previous seasons. And the broken rib definitely does have a factor in that. But, I mean, he wanted to play through it. The Dodgers said it was okay for him to play through it. And we do need the Will Smith that was here in the previous seasons. We do need that bat for October, especially in the three hole. So there's no, there's no disagreement there. Will Smith doesn't really find his stride before October, you know, JD in the three hole, um, maybe, or maybe even CT three in the three hole and then JD cleanup spot. There'll be options if that's the case. I mean, the Dodgers have it literally right in front of them. I mean, they're ready to do it anyways. All you got to do is just move up JD. We could go ahead and continue to bat Muncie fourth and, you know, move Will Smith down to the five spot. Boom. Got your righty, lefty, righty, lefty matchup. So There it is right there, too. If you still have um, Muncie in the cleanup spot, yep. You know, I, I just don't know what the Dodgers are waiting for. I mean – Again, they flirted with Muncie moving down the lineup. He's batted six a few times this season. But they have not moved Will Smith out of the three spot. And it's a little bit concerning because, again, we've seen Will Smith time and time again come through. And, again, more times than not, he doesn't come through. So he's going to need to come through. And J.D. Martinez at this point, how you know red hot he is, move him up. The Dodgers need production out of the you know, top of the lineup, move him up. Move him up. So, uh, 7-2 victory to open the series against the Giants. Again, I had to go to that game. Got a ball from Lamont Wade, a late-night Lamont in batting practice. On the fly, by the way, straight into my glove. I was in the first row. Um, it was a screamer right into my glove. Um, and then I got another ball after the game at the buses by uh, 
I think it was video video coach Fernando Perez. So, shouts uh, to Giants. Yeah, Giants showing some love right there to a Dodger fan. Big old crack of the bat, getting the BP ball, and love from a coach. It's always good to see that. Oh, yeah, the Giants, Giants always show me love. They always show me love. Um, respect the rival, right? Um, Friday, the five, real two, rival. Yeah, I, and you know what's we'll, we'll, you know what we'll get to that right. We'll say that for later. Um, Friday, five to one loss on uh, against the Giants. It was the only loss of the series. This game was on Apple TV. Uh, thank goodness Apple TV is over, so uh, you got to worry about that. But uh, the Dodgers were shut down that night by Sean Mania. So Sean Mania kind of owning the Dodgers. The Dodgers have kind of gotten to him, in, you know, in the past. But this time, Sean Mania got the best of the Dodgers. <laughs> Um, but in that game, Freddie Freeman did reach milestone 200 hits. Um, is that a big thing in today's game? 200 hits in a single season has always been a big thing. It never will stop being a big thing. And it's – I he broke a record with it. I, I don't know how many records he's broken this season, but getting that 200 hit broke another record. I don't honestly don't know. Yeah, 200 hits, you really do love to see it. So, Freddie Freeman came – he had a 189 last year, literally one away from it, and he, he just missed out on the batting crown as well. He's probably going to miss out on the batting crown again this season. I don't know what Luis Arias is batting, but probably going to miss out on it, out on it again. But, yeah, Freddie Freeman is just a really great hitter, obviously. Does what he needs to do up there. Um Mookie Betts is one home run away from 40, so he's kind of been stuck on that for a while. Unfortunately, he did not reach that Dodger Stadium. But uh, the Dodgers will go to Coors Field, so decent chance to hit it in Coors. Um, so, yeah, Mookie Betts, just your quick thoughts on Mookie Betts this season. And, you know, chasing the Yes, the MVP race, that's... Mookie Betts, uh, just your quick thoughts on that. Yeah, Mookie Betts, man. It's he's ridiculous this season. I didn't think he would be having this great season. I you predicted an MVP season. I'm gonna say that right now. At the beginning of the season, you did say Mookie MVP, and I I wouldn't say I fully disagreed with you, but I I know for sure I said somebody else. I know I I said it wasn't it wasn't gonna be Mookie. That's what I said. And I think you said Machado. Did I say Machado? I don't know. I, I, I could have. I could have. <laughs> so I don't think I would ever say Machado, but I, I could have maybe. But, yeah, he's just, you know, 40 home runs. I don't think he's hit 40 home runs yet, right, in a season? No. Yeah, so it's just showing that he's getting better with age. You know, we're, we're getting much more than the Boston Mookie Betts was. And – He's just having a superstar year. You know, the, the fact that he's – we've said it before. He can play second base. He can play in the outfield. Being able to put him in the infield, it's it's amazing. It's He's just a one-of-a-kind guy. Yep, making great defensive plays all over the field, whether it's at second base or right field. Again, he does play second base when there's a righty on the mound. When there's lefty on the mound, he'll go to right field. Some of the best really doing it all. Um 
like you mentioned, I did call Mookie Betts MVP season. Unfortunately, I think it's going to come up short, but um, still, I mean, he's been right there, right? And I also did mention Bob Miller. Um, Bob Miller was my uh, Dodger Rookie of the Year going into the season. And sure enough, I think it's fair to say he's been the Rookie of the Year for the Dodgers. You could disagree, but I think Bob Miller has been that guy. Um, kind of circling back here. Do you like the opener? So the Dodgers, you know, have in this weird little position here. Are you ready to see an opener? Are you ready to see a guy from the bullpen go, you know, one or two innings, you know, to begin the postseason and then, uh, you know, have Ryan Pepio or Emmett Sheehan do the rest of the innings? Are you ready for an opener? I Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, just to throw the batters off for those first at-bats pretty much. And – you know, I like I like it. I like this. I like the tactical call, the tactical call of it, and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm ready for it. You know, I am more of a traditionalist, so I do like starting pitchers. But that the Dodgers, you know, are really philosophical in their uh, approach. So openers are going to be a thing in this October, um, more than likely. So especially as we go deeper into the postseason. Uh, Saturday, it would be a 7-0 victory for the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw would get the start, and there was this speculation and, and little talk that it's his last regular season start with the Dodgers. Are you buying or selling that? I'd, I wouldn't say I'm buying it, but um, I'm definitely leaning into it. You know... I should rephrase last regular season start at Dodger Stadium. He's gonna make one more start, but at Dodger Stadium, this was the last start of the season. So in the regular season. So, you know, if if by a you know wild chances the Dodgers somehow win the World Series, he may ride off into the sunset, right? Like that's a real possibility. Like goes out with the ring. What better way, right? So um, you know, in, especially with his injuries, like what better way to go out than with the World Series championship? So it's just like if there's a real possibility, obviously you want them to win. So like if they win it all, could this be it? Maybe. But uh, like I said, I, I just think there's too much to play for in 2024. So I, I think he's going to come back another year. What do you mean by that? Too much to play for? Like uh, the All Star Game is in Texas, um, which is his home state. Um, he's not too far away from three thousand strikeouts. He's like seventy away or something like that, seventy eighty away. So like that's a really big milestone. He's only twenty three wins away from the all time Dodger wins. I'm not sure he gets that. That might take another couple of seasons. So again, I, I just think there's so much to play for. Okay. Yeah, he, he is pretty close to passing Don Sutton, just passing Don Drysdale. And, yeah, I forgot that the All-Star game is going to be in Texas. So, he, you know, why not? Why not play one more season, even if he does win it? Yeah, so uh, we'll see. I, I'm not I, – I can't even think about him that being his last regular season. Sorry, that just is ridiculous to even think about. But, you know, it is out there. Uh, he did go five innings, gave up two hits. No earned runs, five strikeouts, and uh, like you mentioned, uh, 210th career win with the Dodgers, moved into second all time. And uh, you know, Clay Kershaw obviously 
you know, reiterated today on Sunday Night Baseball broadcast that uh, obviously he doesn't throw as hard as he once did, and he's, you know, kind of reinventing himself. And uh, I think he is getting better, right? We kind of worried there for a little bit, like, is he going to be able to do good? Can he even pitch? But he looked really sharp on uh, Saturday. Yeah. I would say a solid five innings from Kershaw is all you want from him. Even if he can go out a six, I would just limit him to five. You don't want him to go out there, get injured again. Just five solid innings from Kershaw. He's still getting strikeouts. It's fun watching him go five. Yeah, it's going to be very nervous, though. You know, come posts and when he goes five innings and maybe gives up a couple of runs. Then you hand it off to the bullpen, right? It's going to be a bullpen game from there. So, But either way, Clint Kershaw is going to be counted on this October, and he's going to start game one of the NLDS. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, James Altman, little note came up today, hitting under 200 in September. So, like, this guy started off really hot, then he got really cold, then he got really hot again. Back to being really Still there? Both. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, him and David Peralta have been kind of cold this month. Are you worried about the Dodger outfielders? Offensively, yes. Defensively, no. And Peralta was a little hot in August, and his fall off is a little concerning. Outman's as well. Outman, we know in the beginning, had a really hot start. He was hitting the ball really well, and you know, I feel like Outman's bat is crucial for that bottom half of the lineup. He needs to be hitting the ball hard for that bottom half to be getting runs, to be getting base runners. Yeah, like and James Outman is an everyday starter. Like he doesn't platoon anybody. He starts every single day in center field. So this guy needs to, you know, produce at the plate when he's in there. Um, he doesn't platoon. He needs to go out there every single day and produce. So. You know, hitting under 200 is a little bit worrisome, especially come October, you know, come up in big spots. You need guys to obviously manufacture runs, get the big hits. James Altman being cold doesn't inspire much of confidence, but, you know, maybe he turns it up here in October. But, you know, he's trending down. I would say he's trending down for sure. Um, you know, he, he will hit a home run every now and again, but other than that, usually strikes out or doesn't do much. So, a little bit worried about James Altman. Same thing with David Peralta. Um, a lot of weak contact with David Peralta. And, and then Michael Grove did return on Saturday. He was out for a good month at least. And so uh, Michael Grove went two innings, walked one batter, struck out three. Gavin Stone, went to, Gavin Stone was option. So we're not going to worry about Gavin Stone anymore for 2023. He will not be part of the Dodgers playoff picture. Michael Grove might. Would you be uh, – Interested in Michael Grove? No. No, I no, I don't. I don't want Michael Grove on this postseason roster. That was that was a pretty emphatic no. Yeah, I no, I, I, yeah, Michael Grove is not on my. He's not on my good list. What do you do? Didn't sign for you? Oh uh, no, no, I just, I just don't think he's good enough. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, when the season does end, I guess we'll go over like a little 26-man roster for the NLDS and kind of go from there, see who does make it out, kind of do a little production. 
But uh, for me, Michael Grove definitely is going to get a shot here this last week. See what he could bring. I think Michael Grove was a big strikeout guy. So, like, yeah, Michael Grove is definitely in play for me at least. So, uh, good to see Michael Grove back. I um, feel like the Dodgers need more guys who can go the more more than five innings. You know, Kershaw has that big exception. His, his injuries, he's Kershaw. But, like, Pepioy, Grove, these guys, I just – Gonsolin as well. I feel like they're just five-inning pitchers, like – when they go more than five, they're at 110 pitches or more. And it's just like, like, how are you, like, why are you throwing that many pitches for? Like, you no, know, like, figure, like, you shouldn't need to be throwing 110 through five and two thirds or five and one thirds, you know? You should easily be in the seventh inning, if not out of it. Yeah, that's fair. But I will say Michael Grove will not start. He will not start. He, I mean, technically he might start, but he's going to be an opener. Right, qualified as an opener, he's not going to go more than like three innings. So, you know, Michael Grove is going to be a short inning pitcher, one, two, three innings at most. He's not going to go five innings. He's not going to be, you know, part of the starting rotation. Hopefully not. He could be part of the bullpen, but yeah, Michael Grove, whether he's an opener or coming out of the pen, I, I do like what Michael Grove features. I really do. I'm on the good side of Michael Grove personally. Um, Sunday, I see it to make. Yep. I would say I would see to make more sense if he was an opener. By the time batters see him in their third, second to third at bat, they read him. They know him already. I've seen plenty of times in the fifth, sixth inning, they're lighting him up. They know what he's gonna do. So I think two to three innings is definitely more of his range. Yeah, and and that's gonna be Michael Grove's uh, plateau. He's gonna be an opener or a little bit of a long man, maybe. I don't know. But either way, I do like what Michael Grove features. I think he might make his way onto the rush. He might not because, again, he was hurt. So it might be too little too late. Maybe because in the NLCS roster, if they make it, I don't know. But Michael Grove is definitely a little sneaky option. Um, Sunday, 3-2 victory for the Dodgers to win this series, take the other four from San Francisco. The Dodgers would walk off. So uh, a couple of walk-offs this month for the Dodgers. It was a Chris Taylor walk-off to win 32 and 10 innings. Um, Lance Lynn. So Lance Lynn, back-to-back decent outings. You know, gave up three runs last outing, gave up two runs this outing. Are you getting more confident in Lance Lynn as we approach closer to the postseason? It's slowly building. You know, his he did have those couple starts where it scared me. And, you know, I, the postseason definitely – changes the I wouldn't say it changes the whole mindset of pitchers but they're definitely in a state of more of like okay you know I I feel like they would be in more of a state of attack 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 and when Lancelin attacks he gets mad and when he gets mad he does good so I would you know I'm looking forward to his start in the postseason I want to see what he can bring for us looking forward to it I don't know if I'm looking forward to him starting but you know, I'm looking he, forward to it. He, uh, yeah, this, I mean, this is almost certainly like guaranteed he's going to start. <laughs> um, I believe he's going to make one more start. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Friday in San Francisco. It's going to be his last start of the season. And uh, so, yeah, I think that'll be it. But, um, yeah, he's going to start 100%. I would personally throw him game three on the road. Um, 
for he would go game three for me, and then uh, I mean, in likelihood he would go game three if the Dodgers are somehow down two zero. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't throw him, but I mean, what are you gonna do? But yeah, more than likely your game three starter in NLDS, Lance Lynn. You know he's gotten better. I will give him that the last two starts. Um, but yeah, this all but guaranteed that he will start. And again, the home run ball is still a problem. Give up two run homer today to Lamont Wade. It is still a problem, and uh, <laughs> you know home runs will kill you in October, right? The short game series, like it's gonna kill you. So just just beware of uh, Lance Lynn and the home runs in October. Of course, it wouldn't be Lance Lynn without a couple of home runs. Hopefully not, but I mean, it seems to be his his little thing. Oh yeah, it's gonna be very interesting uh, wherever he does pitch. <laughs> Um, and the Dodgers would officially clinch NLDS home field advantage if it wasn't already obvious, but uh, they would clinch the NLDS home field advantage. They'll get the two seed at minimum. Um, so as it, as it stands right now, the Dodgers would play the winner of the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs. Who do you want to face? Because in all likelihood, it's going to come down to the Brewers and Cubs unless the D-backs fall or the Marlins come up. I, other than that, I, I think we're kind of getting a better picture here. It's going to be Brewers, Cubs, Reds, or Marlins, but not Reds, excuse me. Cubs, Brewers, or Marlins. Who do you want to face out of those teams? The Dodgers have faced the Brewers in the past. It's definitely not the same faces on that Brewers team. There's some similar faces. And this Cubs team is fairly new with a lot of new faces too. So I wouldn't go – I wouldn't want to go against the Cubs. You know, I think the rotation's a little – actually, no, no, no. I'm going to take that back. I do want to face the Cubs. Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, and Brandon Woodruff. You know, the Dodgers can hit off those guys. But those guys have all been really good this season, and especially Freddie Peralta, who's had a little – I think he was injured last season. He's definitely, you know, picked up his pace. So I would much rather face the Cubs. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I, I understand your point. I think the Cubs and Dodgers should be a, you know, interesting series for sure. Um, personally, I'd rather see Dodgers and Cubs, like, from an outside perspective. Um, Brewers, though, they would not be an easy series, I don't think. They don't be in, I don't think they would be an easy series. But it could be an easy series. But uh, yeah, either way, this is uh, this postseason is not going to be easy. The Dodgers are not going to cakewalk the NLD. It's going to be hard fought all the way through. So um, yeah, right now it's Brewers and Cubs again. We are one week away. The final week of the regular season is upon us. Um, and didn't want to close out here with uh, obviously Taylor. You know, Chris Taylor kind of going opposite field a little bit. When he's going opposite field, he's going good. So to get that walk-off hit going up on Taco, that, that's really good to see. Yeah, Chris Taylor with another walk-off. Seems like he does it a lot in a Dodgers uniform. Something that I think was just going to come. Tenth inning, runner on third. Chris Taylor's right there with one out. You know, pretty much a hard-hit ball is going to get the job done. So good to see that from good old CT3. Yep, and let's not forget uh, Colt Wong. I think he pinched it before Chris Taylor, 
you know, yes, move the run over. Little ground ball, I believe it was. So Colt Wong, like I'm really excited to see Colt Wong like off the bench. Like he's gonna get a big hit. Yeah. Colton Wong is you know, I was it at the trade deadline we picked it up? Or was it just like sh- like shortly after the trade deadline? It was like in August, like mid August. Okay, yeah. So we just, you know, picked him up from I believe he was DFA'd, so he wasn't even on a team. You know, put him in the minors, called him up. His first hit as a Dodger was a pinch hit, three run home run. And this guy is excited to be a Dodger, too. So exciting things for Colton Wong. Yep, Colton Wong is going to be a, a big uh, player off the bench for the Dodgers. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Evan Phillips, though, looking shaky. Uh, he had the bases loaded there in the ninth inning against the Giants. You know, hit a guy, gave a base hit, walked into the guy. Evan Phillips, I'm not sure how confident I'm going to be when the Dodgers are in the ninth inning and he comes in the game. I'm, I'm really not. If I had to, like, put a number on it right now out of one through ten, I'm probably, like, at a six right now of how confident I am in him. A six, okay. Yeah, the the two base runners and then – I believe they got one out and then the intentional walk. So Phillips definitely got himself into some trouble. I would say on a one through Skentil, I would trust him like with a seven. You know, I still think Phillips is you know gonna get the job done, regardless if he gets a base runner or two on. You know, you never want to see your closer with bases loaded. It's literally the worst situation. You know, luckily we had that one out and it worked out that time. But even with you know two runners on. I, I still feel confident in Phillips' job. Like, I feel like he's going to do it still. Yeah, I'm not as confident as you, but um, this is going to be a big week for Evan Phillips and to see where we're kind of at with him. Um, any final thoughts on the homestand and the Giants? Congrats to Mr. Kershaw. 210. Is it two? Yeah, 210 career wins. Pretty fantastic. Yep, La Cabra, as they would say in Spanish, at the GOAT, Clayton Kershaw, just keeps on racking up the milestones. The Dodgers will now finish the regular season on the road. They will first head to Colorado and take on a horrible Rockies team, um, the 56 and 99 Rockies. The Rockies are going to lose another 100 games this season. Not a very good team. Uh the probables, we don't have many probables at all this uh, this series. All we know is that Tuesday, it'll be Bob Miller starting game two of the doubleheader. That's all we know. I have no other starters listed right now. Bobby Miller game two. Well, we know that game two is going to have some ice in it. At least we know that. Right. So, uh little weird little quirk here in the schedule. So off day on Monday, and the Dodgers play a doubleheader on Tuesday and play one game at 12 o'clock and the second game at 6 o'clock, I believe. So um, weird little thing there with the new MLB scheduling. Like doubleheaders are a part of it. So that is a little bit strange, but doubleheader on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to finish off the schedule against the Colorado Rockies. Um I'm looking for Mookie Betts so his 40th home run. That's kind of what I'm looking for here. And uh, for the pitching to continue to uh, show me what they have. Yeah, 40th home run at Coors Field. 90% going to happen. 
you know, Coors Field is a home run ballpark. And pitching, yeah, you know, you want to see the pitching go lights out, just have good outings right before October, especially versus Colorado, not too good of a team. You know, everybody, every starter should go at least six innings. Yep, looking forward to it. We are oh so close from October baseball. The best but the most nervous time of the year, as, <coughs> as we know very well. Um, any final thoughts before we move on to Farrell? Any final thoughts? Man, just brainstorming, brainstorming. No, that's it for me. Dodgers got a good series win versus the Giants and just continue the streak. Yeah. Um, our next podcast will be on Thursday. It'll be Thursday. So uh, look out for that. Uh, ready for fair or foul? Let's do it. Fair or foul? Home field advantage matters. <coughs> fair. I would say home field matters because um, the fans. You know, you want your fans to rile you up those first two couple games. You want to you wanna get the energy from them, you know. It's it's always better to have home field advantage. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, Dodgers do play well at home, and so yeah, home field advantage does matter. Um, it's going to be very very important for the Dodgers to take the first two games at home, and the LDS. Like it's going to be very important if they could do that. I am pretty confident they would win the series. If they don't do that, I'm not so confident. So, uh, when you know, take care of home field and. You're in a really good spot uh, for division series. Um, fair yeah. or foul? Uh, I, my goodness, I can't even read my own writing here. Oh, excuse me. Um, I, I think you uh, you had one. You had one. Is, your, is your writing that bad? Um. I know it's something I, I could read what it says, but I can't read the first word. Oh, I got it. I got it. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Uh, miking players during the game is good. Oh, miked up. I love miked up moments. I know that, um, I don't know if you're referring to Miggy Rowe or not, but he did have a miked up play earlier and it was pretty cool. Freddie Freeman's been mic'd up before, even his time as a Brave. I remember a couple moments with that. And just getting an insight into the player, you know, while they're literally playing, you know, doing their job, I think that's really fun to see. Yeah, I, I would say fair. Um, just do not mic up pitchers and players at the plate. Other than that, go ahead and mic them up. Okay. Why do you say not the pitchers? Uh, because pitching is a whole different ball game. I mean, you're out there every single pitch. You're trying to focus on every single pitch. I don't think you want somebody talking in your ear, in your ear and trying to talk back to them while you're pitching, right? So I, I don't think that that's a good look. I don't like it personally. Okay, that, that makes perfect sense. I don't even see it like that. I was seeing it as more from a, a vulgar type of way, but yeah, 100% your way makes sense, too. But, yeah, uh, Mikey Neville overall isn't too bad. I know people don't like it. Some people do, but um, 
you know, stay away from the batters and the pitchers, I think it's fine. Um, fair or foul? Celebrities who get into politics should keep their opinions to themselves. Fair. I think that, um, you know, celebrities have more persuasion towards people because of, you know, the entertainment they provide, the, the movies that they're in. I think they can definitely be more persuadeful towards their audience. And I think when it comes to politics, um, like each individual should just, you know, read up on what they think they should be reading up on instead of somebody else's opinion. So 150% fair. Yeah, you make a good point there. Um, I would say fair as well. Uh, Again, celebrities do have a pretty big role in, in what people do, right? And so, you know, kind of following their little agenda can be good and kind of be bad at the same time. So politics, I would try to stay away from if you're, uh, you know, celebrity out there and, and yeah, you got yourself out there, right? So, yeah, I would stay away from politics. Yeah. There's definitely been some Dodgers. There's definitely been some Lakers who have voiced their own opinions, which definitely. is fine, which is perfectly fine. But I think when that athlete tries to start persuading, you know, votes, you know, you should be looking, you should do this, you should do that. I think it becomes an issue. Yeah, I agree. So no, no politics in the game, right? No politics in the game, especially Um, other forms of entertainers, maybe, but sports in general. Yeah. Keep it out of the game. Um, Let's just stick to this game that we love. Um, you got anything else for me? I did, yes. I have one fair or foul question for you. And I I don't think that we have ever asked it to each other. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's new. So fair or foul, every fan in a baseball pavilion should have a glove with them. Uh, uh yeah, I mean, why not fair? Like, obviously, I mean, again... Each fan is different. Um, each fan is different. People, there's people who hate us with gloves. You know, oh, he's a grown man with a baseball glove. What a loser. But it's just like, would you rather get hit with the ball instead? I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. at the end of the game, we, at, at the end of the day, we love the game. And uh, most fans who sit in the outfield, a good portion at least, would like to catch a baseball, right, or a home run. So, yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a agree with you on that as well. If you're, if you're buying a pavilion seat, you know, it's, it's a different environment. It's going to be more drunk people out there. But ultimately, you know, you're, you're watching the game the entire time. And if a ball's hit hard enough to you, and it's in a vicinity where you can reach, chances are you're going to try and grab it. So you know, why not bring a glove? Try it out. It's fun. <laughs> Me and you both know it is fun catching one of those baseballs. Oh, yeah. Nothing like catching a ball from a big leaguer. It's, uh, it's a thrilling experience. It really is. And, uh, you know, it makes us a kid at heart. And at the end of the day, it's a baseball. It's a kid's game. So um, maybe we're losers, but who cares? I enjoy it. So um, Yeah, I enjoy it. You enjoy it. Why are we going to stop it? Yep, unless they ban gloves from games, keep on bringing my glove.
Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Unless they ban gloves. I feel like if they were to ban gloves, it would just be Dodger Stadium and Dodger Stadium only. Yeah, it's probably like a COVID precautionary, huh? No more gloves or something. I don't know. Yeah, they'll probably say, like, oh, too many people, there were baseballs on the field. Sorry. Yep, so... Uh... Yep, gloves are allowed in, in my book. Um, nice. Any final thoughts on the pod? The pod, you know, once I do start to get some funding, you know, we both talked about it before. We do want to elevate this pod and take it to the next level. So do be on the lookout for that. You know, YouTube live streams, better equipment. I, I do have some mic problems here and there. So this is all something that we look forward to. <laughs> wing and stay tuned because we do want to do big things with this pod we do want to grow it oh yeah i look forward to the day we're on we're on a live stream so uh, you're gonna show your face i will yeah that is the plan the plan is to you know hopefully get a wired connection back here where i do the pod firm you know i mean i could get a little camera set up right here and you know it's getting the whole setup ready getting having the my big thing is I want to be able to have that connection to where I can stream comfortably. You know, I don't have to worry about lag or, you know, just spikes here and there. So, you know, once we get all these things together, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, face cam on face cam live stream. Yeah, I am on the Internet as I have a YouTube channel, so I'm used to kind of showing my face. But uh, never live streaming. I don't show my face in live, so a little different uh, experience. But uh Looking forward to those days not too far ahead. Maybe we might probably get started this offseason. So, um, with that being said, we only have two more regular season podcasts to go Thursday and next Sunday. It'll be the final regular season podcast of the season. That being said, we're going to sign off. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys again on Thursday. Go Dodgers. Thank you for watching, everybody, wherever you are. Have a safe and a healthy one. We appreciate it. And always, 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 go Dodgers.